Hello, and welcome back to the Super Ring Life Podcast. I'm Nat. And I'm Tom Helmuth. This is the podcast where we choose a theme and play you video game music, both originals and remixes on that theme. Um, let's see, what do we have going on this week? Um, let's see, this is episode 10. This is episode 10. We've made it to 10 episodes, which is pretty exciting. I yeah, round was, number. Yeah, I wasn't sure how we'd, far we'd make it, but uh, at least made it to 10 so far. That's good. Um, we had a question from a listener. We got an email from Jason. Um, actually, two questions. So let's go ahead and talk about those for a second before we get into the topic. Um, <clears throat> his first question was, uh, what is your favorite song from a terrible game? and the worst song you can think of from a great game. So do you want to fl- uh, take that question first, or should I answer it? Uh, that's a tough one. You go ahead. All right, so I could think of actually quite a few songs from terrible games that are great, um, a lot of which were composed by the Fallen Brothers. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, they they wrote for pretty much anything at the time. Right, they, they basically got hired and they made great music no matter how bad the game was. So like things like Silver Surfer and Pictionary for the hey, NES. Silver Surfer was fun. <laughs> I've never played it, but I've heard it's, a, a, if not a horrible game, then at least a really hard game. Oh, it's uh, incredibly hard. Yeah, but so the, that's all really good music. And then obviously uh, the Cheetah Men 2 theme, um, obviously a terrible game uh, with, with a really nice song. Uh, so those were the, the things that came to mind for uh, bad games with good music. Yeah, I'm one of a few who actually enjoys Cheetah Men 2 on some level. I uh, the, the actual game? Yeah. Oh, I, I've never even tried to play it. Uh, it's If you accept it for what it is, it's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as far as good music from bad games, really you go back to like the, the Amiga and Commodore era and some NES stuff. And there were really good composers who just took all the work they could find. Uh, right. Fallen Brothers especially, but uh, there were some others, like Rob Hubbard wrote for a ton of games of yeah. perhaps more questionable quality. Yeah, yeah, Rob Hubbard definitely comes to mind, um, a lot of those Commodore 64 games. Um, okay, how about the worst song from a great game? Um, this one I'm having more trouble with. Yeah, this uh, one's tough. I mean, what comes to mind, maybe not as the worst, but, I mean, the guys like Jesper Kidd, who composed for Hitman and Assassin's Creed, write music doesn't work outside of a game. Sure, yeah, yeah. A lot of those um, more modern games with really uh, ambient soundtracks just aren't that interesting to listen to outside the game. I was thinking um, something like... Uh, Pokemon Red and Blue, uh, a lot of the music's really good, but there's some of it that's just sort of repetitive and generic, like, uh, march feel to it. Um, so that's that's one that I might put forth. Yeah, I mean, going back to, like, Mount Moon, those songs, yeah, not, yeah. not much music there. Exactly, yeah, yeah. There's soundtracks that I'm not a big fan of, like Resident Evil, but I don't know if they're bad or if that's just not my kind of music. Sure, yeah, yeah. And I've never been a fan of, like, the, um... Oh, what's it called? Uh, the, like, Red Alert uh, soundtracks? Oh, Command and Conquer. Command and Conquer, yeah, yeah. Command and Conquer, it doesn't do much for me, even though I know a lot of people like it. I don't know, those 
I can kind of understand those. For me, it's Ratchet and Clank. We have so much of that music on the station. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great point. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank is not very good for the most part. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the second question from Jason, which is, uh, what is your guilty pleasure in video game music? So what's a soundtrack that most people don't like uh, that you find catchy or entertaining? Oh, so, go ahead. So I, uh, uh, the first one that jumped in my mind is uh, Jet Set Radio, which I know a lot of people hate. It's like this very DJ heavy, like uh, electro stuff with terrible voice effects. But terrible? It's pretty bad, but at the same time, I really like it for some reason. <laughs> no, that was one of the first ones that came to mind because it's so fun. Yeah, it's, that's the thing is, it's it's a lot of fun and it's uh, just so different, but for some reason a lot of people hate it. Yeah, and uh, Naganuma's done other games as well. He did Sonic Rush, which was really polarizing, but I think Jet Set Radio was his best work. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, other than that, the only things I could think of where I, I tend to like uh, things like hard metal and rap, um, mostly remixes were coming to mind. Um, like, uh, the one of the bands that has had some presence on the Rainwave forums is Order of Tire, and they do some metal covers of video game music, and I tend to like that a lot, but it doesn't tend to get good ratings on Rainwave. Yeah, uh, metal is fun. Uh, as far as soundtracks go, I think of stuff like the banjo soundtracks and, oh, sure, yeah. and Katamari, which a lot of people like, but some people aren't into that sort of goofy style. Right, those can definitely be really polarizing. Um, and outside of that, in remixes, I find a lot of nerdcore artists are pretty good, if yeah. you don't mind rap. Right, uh, Guys right. like MC Frontalot, and V-Adventures Dwayne and Brando, and, um, a few OC remix artists who have done some of those. They're actually right. talented at what they're doing, it's just people don't like rap at all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we actually played a rap song in our last episode, and... Maybe we'll uh, get a chance to play some more in the future, but I know it's it tends to not be the most loved thing in the world, but um, I tend to like that stuff too. Okay, well, uh, did you have something else? No, I think we should get into the show now. Great. Well, thanks for your question, thanks, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Jason. And uh, if you if any of you have any other questions or comments on the show, feel free to post in the comment section section of our website, which is. Uh, podcast.rainwave.cc or uh, send us an email which is uh, podcast at rainwave.cc um, so anyway, yeah, let's go into the music alright, so this week uh, I guess because it's a multiple of ten or something we decided to do a free play episode where there's no distinct theme yeah, yeah, I don't know if we'll do this every ten or what, but it, it seems like a good time to just break loose and play whatever we want and have a lot of good music, so. Yeah, so I found there's some stuff in here that just doesn't really fit with the theme. There's stuff that didn't quite make the cut in the last nine. I think it's going to sure. be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's a should be a lot of good music here. So to start us out, the last few episodes have been pretty mellow, a lot of jazz, a lot of slow tunes. So I'm going to kick things off with something a little more up-tempo, this is a song by uh, Saitama Saishu Heki, uh, also known as SSH. This guy, a Japanese artist who is pretty big among Daojin games, 
and a few retail games. Really, really good metal artist. Probably one of the best in VGM. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. I'm not really. The, the name SSH uh, is familiar, but I don't know his work much at all. Um, I think his best-known work, which I'm going to play a bit of now, is from the Exceed series. That's uh, some Japanese bullet hell games that have become a bit known in the Western world. Yeah, yeah, they sound familiar. Uh, anyway, it's it's something a bit different. I think it's not for everyone, but this is from Exceed Third, and this is Next Stage. And we are back. You just heard the song Next Stage by uh, Saitama Saishu Heki. Um, and that is from the soundtrack Exceed Third. Uh, I believe the subtitle is Black. It's, it's something that sounds really obscene. I need to look it up. <laughs> um, anyway, it's this song's a little more sort of hard rock or almost sort of bluesy at times. Really throwing back to like a 1960s or 70s vibe. Yeah, but, but the synth and the and the metal drumming and the guitar tone is totally heavy metal, which is what he's his forte. Right, the chord progression here definitely has that sort of blues rock feel to it. Um, but then the the sounds of the guitars and synths uh, are much more on the metal side of things, which is a it's an interesting combination. Yeah, I, some of the songs are more hard. I guess hardcore is the word for this. I don't know if that's the right word, but sure. uh, I always liked this one because it was such a good middle ground. Yeah, no, it's a really nice track, yeah. Reminds me a lot, there was there's a song from the old Megami Tensei games that was a ship tune, but it sounded just like this. Oh, really? That's uh, interesting. Great track, we should play it sometime. Sounds good. Alright. What do you got for us? So... I'm going to start us off uh, with one of my favorite remix artists. Um, this is going to be by Benjamin Briggs, um, who used to go by Chathonic on uh, OC Remix. 
Uh, so this is from his album called The Briggs Effect 2, which is available for free or pay what you want on his website. So go check that out. It's at benbriggs.net. Um, so this is going to be a song uh, remixing Harvest Moon 64, which was originally composed by Tsuyoshi Tanaka. Um, and so the song is Disregard Farm, Acquire Fish.
All right, welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. Uh, this is Tom, and that last song was Disregard Farm Acquire Fish by Benjamin Briggs. It's a remix of a track from Harvest Moon 64, which was obviously released for the Nintendo 64, uh, originally composed by Tsuyoshi Tanaka. Um, that song, and actually uh, a lot of the songs I chose to play today are sort of what I'd call a nine-bit or fake-bit style, where there's a lot of um, a lot of chiptune influence, but then other instrumentation and um, obviously modern um, production skills that go into it. Um, and it make I really like it. It's probably one of my favorite uh, remix styles uh, that's been around recently, and it's it gives you. Uh, uh, they often have this nice dancey beat and um, really good synths and um, just a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, and Briggs is really good at this. When you find artists that can bring in the right type of synth or just the right type of instrument to accompany it, like he brings in uh, a little later here, there's a steel drum or a marimba or something that right. sounds totally, it fits in perfectly with the rhythm. Right, right, exactly. It's uh, actually uh, Ben Briggs's probably the artist that got me into video game music in the first place. Um, I just somehow stumbled across OC Remix and heard uh, one of his remixes from Super Mario 64 and was totally hooked on it and then started exploring OC Remix further and led me down the path to where we are today. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So he's, he's always been one of my favorite artists from uh, OC Remix and um, it's this this remix in particular. Like I don't know the Harvest Moon '64 soundtrack at all, but uh, I assume it's not this upbeat and dancey. And so he he always takes these tracks and makes them really interesting and fun to listen to. Yeah, you know, I'd like to hear it side by side with the original, just because I'm curious how he got here. Right, right. Me too. I have no idea what the original sounds like, but I assume it's nothing like this. Let's see. Let's go to another OST next, then. I've been getting really into the uh, Umihara Kawase series lately. It's a Japanese platforming series that plays kind of like a more puzzly version of Bionic Commando. Interesting. Um, it's pretty cool. It has this really weird aesthetic, though. It's it's all like like colored pencil sketches, and it looks really cartoony. Hmm. And the soundtrack is just totally mellowed out to sort of fit with that. Uh, this track in particular is composed by Atsuhiro Motoyama, who we've heard from from at least one game earlier in the podcast, uh, Kuru and Squash. And I think they might have composed something else you played, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, I'll have to look that up. But it's something a little different, uh, a little more laid back than most music we play, but I think it's worth a shot. This is Great. the uh, C-Stage BGM.
Welcome back to the Super Grand Wave podcast. You just heard the C-Stage BGM from, uh, specifically that was from Umiharakawa Seishun, the second game, which is on PlayStation, composed by Atsuhiro Moriyama. Uh, I love this because it is such an innocent, happy-go-lucky song. We were just saying it's, like, everything about it is just happy. Yeah, yeah, it's a happy song, it's the instruments are just upbeat and like you get those bells near the end of the chorus and uh, other places sort of adding a little flair to it and it's it's just sort of upbeat and happy. Yeah, and like that lead instrument, I, I don't know what it is, but it it's a really relaxed feel to it. Um, right. The groove is is sort of swung just a little bit, so it's there's no tension at all. It doesn't build up or anything. It just keeps going. Right. The um the whole song, but especially the bridge that's coming up, uh, sort of reminds me of a '90s sitcom, like the theme songs used in a lot of '90s sitcoms. Uh, it's uh it's it just it feels familiar, even though it's not. Yeah, honestly, I get that sense from sort of a game itself. Just mm-hmm. The, the way it's presented has kind of a vaguely familiar, sort of friendly feel to it. And I do right. recommend the games for anyone who's looking for a really, really difficult platformer. Uh, it actually just got a US release on a 3DS as Yumi's Odd Odyssey. Nice. Alright, well, uh, let's go into my next song. Um, this is going to be in, by another uh, remix from OC Remix. Um, this is uh, a newer artist who has definitely caught my attention recently um, this is DDR Kirby ISQ, um, and he's been putting out a lot of really good remixes, um, and he has some good originals on his Bandcamp page. Yeah, I was happy to see this because I just discovered him a few days ago and read one of his soundtracks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He has a lot of good stuff, um, and he's. Uh, I was looking into his stuff. It looks like he's been um, very active in like the twenty-four hour compos or the one-hour compos, where you have to like make a song in one hour. Uh-huh. Um, and so a lot of his stuff is from that. But then he's sort of refined it. And um, anyway, he has a lot of good music. Um, this song I'm going to be playing from him is from the game uh, Tuhu Chiridan Subterranean Animism. Uh, whatever that means. And this was a PC game originally composed by Junya Ota. Uh, so the song is Lullaby of Flame.
Welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. That was uh, DDR Kirby ISQ from uh, with the song Lullaby of Flame, uh, remixed from the game Tuhu Chiridin Subterranean Animism, um, which was originally composed by Junya Ota, who also goes by the alias Zun, Z-U-N. Um, this is another great example of sort of the nine bit or fake bit genre. Um, but this one is interesting because a lot of those songs are more dancey, and this one, like, like electronic dancey. Where this one, because it's in three-four time, it definitely has a sort of waltz, uh, waltzing feel to it. Um, and actually, in uh, DDR Kirby ISQ's write-up, he talks about how he's been getting into social dancing and had waltzing in mind when he when he wrote this song. That's pretty interesting. It has. I mean, it feels kind of like a waltz, but it's so much faster. Right, right. Um. And the um, uh, this guy's put out a lot of good music recently. I definitely recommend you check him out on OC Remix. Um, he has a really good Super Mario 64 remix and uh, another one on the uh, new Final Fantasy OC Remix album, um, Balance and Ruin. So. Definitely check those out if you like this song. They're they're both really good. Yeah, and on Bandcamp too, he's done a bunch of indie soundtracks from competitions and compos and what have you. Right, right. I'm I'm curious, where does that name come from? <laughs> I don't know. It's like I thought it was a typo at first when I saw it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the most uh, hard to pronounce name ever. But uh... <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah. Uh... Uh, only in other languages. <laughs> uh. Let's see, next up... I've got something from a game King's Quest VI, because... It's something that nobody ever talks about. I've never heard anyone talk about, Oh man, the King's Quest games have great music. Right, yeah, you'd never hear about them. 
and this was, I think this game was late 1992 or something, so it was right around the turn of the CD era. Sure. Which meant, of course, that the audio teams had to use CD audio and samples and recordings and make it all really fancy. Right, right. But I haven't played this game, so I don't know if it's good or not. But Yeah, so there's a series of uh, point-and-click adventure games, right? Yeah, it was one of the Sierra ones, which I've heard were very unforgiving compared to LucasArts. Right, right, yeah. The, um, yeah, it's a, a holdover from our last episode. Yeah, it didn't quite make the cut because it didn't. Right. Well, it made it this time. Uh, this game, this is, I believe, might be the ending theme or it might play during a cut scene. I'm not sure which because it's hard to find out. Mm -hmm. But this is um, a bit of an infamous track. This is Girl in the Tower.
uh, that I, I forgot how abrupt that was. Um, <laughs> welcome back, those of you who are still here. That was Girl in the Tower from King's Quest VI, uh, written by Mike Seibert, I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, those vocalists are Bob Bergfold and Debbie Seibert. Very nice. Bob and Debbie, thanks for your uh, vocals. <laughs> I just... I don't think we can take ourselves too seriously, so I thought it'd be a fun one to play and see how people reacted to it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely not what I was expecting. The uh, <laughs> it definitely has that uh, '80s, early '90s uh, ballad rock, and it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's what he was going for. He wanted to write a top forty love type ballad as a duet, and we were just looking when the game came out. They sent this as a single to radio stations and encouraged people who bought the game to call in and request it. That's, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but they pull off the style so well, like, uh, everything about it is totally bombastic, and the production sounds just like, um, really any pop artist from the 80s. Right, right, totally sounds pop 80s, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get away from that. Um, yeah, let's do that. So I'm going to go from uh, that into something completely different. Um, speaking you. of ac actually uh, the question from the top of the show, bad games with good music, um, I think this game might fall in that category. Uh, this is going to be a song from the game Telero Boxer, which if you haven't heard of it, uh, join the club. It's a game that came out on the Virtual Boy um, and was composed by Katsuya Yamano. Um, I'll talk a little more about it in a second, but let's first hear the music. This is going to be a track called, I think, Ikanger or Ikinger, or I don't know how you pronounce it, but let's go with Ikinger. Alright, welcome back. That short track was uh, Ikinger from, uh, let's see, from Telero Boxer by Katsuya Yamano. Um, that's a Virtual Boy game that was um, released in 1995. Um, I think As all of them were. <laughs> right. So I think this was sort of like a boxing game, except instead of being people, you're robots who are boxing. Uh -huh. um, and I guess this game wasn't didn't have too bad of a reception. It had sort of medium reception. Um, some people got headaches because of the 3D things. Well, that wasn't really the game's fault. Right. Um, but uh, the soundtrack is really good. There's um, it, it has actually quite a bit of variety and has some good dancey tracks like this one, and others are a bit more swingy and... Um, 
I was really surprised to to hear this good of a chiptune soundtrack coming from the Virtual Boy. Well, let's not discredit it. I mean, I reviewed Jack Bros, which is a Megami Tensei spin-off uh, last year, I think. Soundtrack mm-hmm. was really, really good, because this sound chip is totally unique. Nothing else used it. Right, right, yeah. I actually don't know much about the sound chip, but, um, but it's... I, I've reviewed a few other Virtual Boy games recently and been surprised at how good their soundtracks are. Yeah, so was I when I first found them, but it had a really cool sound. It was the graphics that were the issue. Right, right, yeah, those uh, red graphics that just were not very good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm uh, excited about this game, and actually I have another track that I hope to play in a future episode because um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, not to get up on a tangent here, but I actually own a Virtual Boy and 10 games for it. You do? I didn't know that. Uh, do you play the games? Once. Once? <laughs> yeah, I have it sitting on my shelf right now. It's boxed up, but um, I think last summer I got it down and tried out a few of them again, including uh, Tellero Boxer. Oh, really? Um, honestly, uh, uh, it's not... Like, it's... Virtual Boy games are really hard to play. There are only a couple that are bearable. Right. But it's not awful. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've never had the opportunity to play a Virtual Boy. You're not missing out, but I recommend it. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, let's get to something a little longer, because I'm really sick of this loop now. <laughs> great, great loop, but that's enough of that. Sure. Um, I actually had this set list all picked out for today, and then... Uh, two nights ago, I was browsing Reddit, and I found this soundtrack that I just was totally into, and I had to find a slot for it. This is from a game, um, weird little PSN game called Nobi Nobi Boy. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but it yeah. was from, I think this is pronounced, um, Keita Takahashi, who's the mind behind Katamari Damacy. Oh, Interesting. And so it shares a lot of composers, including this one, who is not on, not tagged on this file, unfortunately. I'll look that up later. Okay. Um, soundtrack is really cool, though, because it's super long. It's like three hours of music. Every track is five minutes or longer. Wow. And every track is based around a single instrument with backup from others. So you have, you have entire tracks that are seven minutes long and are nothing but like taiko drumming interesting it, it's a trip i mean it's not rainwave material but if you want something to relax too i totally recommend this so this is a bit long but i think it's worthwhile this track is called nobi nobi folk guitar
Welcome back. Hope you're still with us. That was Nobinobi Folk Guitar, composed for the game Nobinobi Boy by Yumiake and performed by Takanori Goto. Um, I know this isn't for everybody, because it's really mellowed out, it's sort of like a new age kind of thing, but it is such a soothing song. We never play this kind of thing, it seems. Right, right, yeah. I think even though this might not be my favorite genre to listen to, that there are people out there who really like uh, this kind of very slow acoustic, um, very emotional piece, um, and so it's, I think it's definitely worthwhile to, for us to play. And there's so much about it that I just dig, I like this kind of music now and again. It's, it's long, but it never loops, um, which is nice. It's all live performance that sort of gradually changes. Right. The um, I really like the transitions in the track, and there's even that fake uh, fake out ending in the middle, um, <laughs> where I thought it was ending, and I was like, nope, just kidding, come back on. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it definitely has a nice chill uh, sound to it. Yeah, and there's that transition that I swear is the exact same chords as the Beatles song Blackbird. Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear that. It's it definitely. Um, rings of, of the Beatles. I don't know, I just think it's sort of nice to have now and again. Well, I think I'm, after eight minutes, we can move on. Sounds good. Um, so I'm going to be going in the completely opposite direction. Um, well, maybe not completely opposite, this still has guitars, uh, but it's going to be a much harder track. Um, this is a remix from uh, OC Remix's latest album, which is a remix of the uh, 16-bit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. Um, so this in particular is a remix from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, for the Super Nintendo. Great choice. Um, obviously. Uh, so this was originally composed by Harumi Ueko, uh, Tazuhiko Uehara, and Mitsuhiro Izumi. Um, and so this remix is by Will Rock and Sixto Sounds. You'll hear a lot of uh, great... 80s guitar synths and great uh, uh, guitar and so here is Kawabunga.
Welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. Uh, that last song was Cowabunga by Will Rock and Sixto Sounds off of the newest uh, OC Remix album, which is called Shell Shocked. Um, that's a remix from the game Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, uh, for the Super Nintendo, originally composed by Hirumi Ueko, Kazuhiko Uehara, and Mitsuhiko Izumi. Um, if you know Will Rock and Sixto Sounds at all, you'll know that uh, Will Rock does a lot of great sort of synth rock and uh, is really good on the synths, and Sixto is uh, a great guitar player. So the two come together in, in this track in a great way. Um, There's just some excellent uh, synth rock that sounds right in place in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just saying, uh, this sounds... I think the best remixes of old, like, chiptunes and early VGM is stuff that sounds like it just brings the old song to life. And that's what's happening here. This sounds just like a TMNT song. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, this is... It's... There's so much energy here and um, so much power, and it, it's... Uh, it, this would fit right in the game if, uh, if they made, like, an HD remake of it or something. Didn't they do a remake of that one? Did they? Uh, I, I haven't heard of it if they have. I'm gonna look that up in a minute because I think they might have. Okay, but, well, yeah, uh, I mean, those, everything about this song, like the the overdubbed guitars and the breakdown, everything just sounds how it should. Right. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really nice remix. Uh, I actually have the remix for us next. First one I've played today. Um, and. Because it's a free play episode, I'm just cramming in all the songs that I've been meaning to get around to. Sure. It's kind of fun. It is. Yeah, that's what I've been doing too. It's a lot of fun to play some songs that you, just what you've been enjoying listening to recently. Um, this song is actually an old favorite of mine. One of probably one of the earliest songs I found on the covers channel on Rainwave, which is criminally underrated. You should all listen to it. Definitely. The channel of the song. The um, the channel. <laughs> um. But this is a Little Nemo of Dream Master remix, uh, composed originally by Junko Tamiya. Um, this is remixed by an artist named K9, who posted this on VG Mix many years ago. VG Mix is now dead. There's a VG Mix archive Tom just showed me, but the song's not there, so the only place you can find this seems to be on Rainwave. Very good. Um, anyway, this is just a fun song. I think you'll enjoy it. It's called The Sky by Night.
Welcome back to Super Green Life Podcast. You just heard K9's rendition of the Little Nemo Mushroom Forest theme called The Sky by Night. Um, I love this because it starts out and it is... There's a lot of dynamics throughout the song. It's... Here it's so quiet. Um, it's almost ambient in a sense. And it sort of slowly builds up and there's some sound effects. And then right at the midway point it just breaks through into the synth song. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice remix. Um, I've always enjoyed the uh, Little Nemo soundtrack. So, but I, I mean, I'm sure I've heard this at some point, but I don't recognize it. But I really enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those songs where I don't have a ton to say about it because I think it just does what it does. There's, as far as production or theory, there's just nothing that jumps out at me. Yeah, though I do like those. What we're hearing right now, the woo 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 woo, they sound all wobbly. Um, that's a, a nice little sound effect. It is fun. Um, great. So let's go into my next track. Um, I'm going to be playing one of my all time favorite remixes. Um, this is uh, by Halsey, uh, which we just discovered is pronounced Halsey. It's not Halk, which is how I've usually pronounced it. Well, I'm going to say um, Halsey anyway. <laughs> there you go. Um, so this is a remix, an OC remix, um, from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, um, which was on the GameCube and originally composed by, uh, Kenta Nagata, uh, sorry, Kenta Nagata, Nagata, uh, Hajime Wakai, Toru, uh, Minagishi, and Koji Kondo. Um, and so this song is going to be First Time on Outset.
Welcome back to the Super Rainwave podcast. This is Tom, and uh, that last song was by Hal C. It was uh, first time on Outset from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, in OC Remix. Um, that song is just so nice. It's, it's so happy and bubbly, and um, it just has that slow, slow build, and uh, you just get that great uh, Outset Island melody. It's... It's so, uh, so much fun to listen to. Yeah, they really transition it well into this sort of 9-bit style. Yeah, yeah. The um, I really like the the samples used here. Like the the drum here at the beginning is just sort of it's it's very subtle, but uh, provides nice effects. And then like right there, you get that sort of uh, Mario Fireball sound effect and. Um, and then later on, you get more of the sort of uh, echoey feel, and uh, it sounds sort of like a Commodore 64 arpeggio effect. So that's, there's a lot of nice, subtle effects going into the samples. Yeah, what's cool is how they sort of shift the focus to different parts of the song as they move along. Like, it's this melody for a while, and then they sort of draw it back, and they move somewhere else. Right, right, exactly. It's, a, it's sort of funny. Um, my wife in general does not like the video game music I play, but this is one of the songs that she loves. Like, uh, whenever it comes on, she gets excited and, uh, <laughs> come, like, if I'm playing it in my office, she'll, like, come in and start dancing to it. So she's always uh, happy when the song plays. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, it's a, a great, great remix. Um, so I think you have one more track for us today. It appears that way. This last one is actually a holdover from episode 5, the original and remix pairings, and I wanted really badly to play it because it's one of my favorites from this record, but I could not figure out what song it's remixing. Isn't that a weird <laughs> problem? That is a weird problem, yeah. <laughs> so this is from the old compilation Bound Together. This is a series of Earthbound remixes, um, an independent project from several years ago. And it was pretty cool. I love Earthbound. Soundtrack is really eclectic and fun. And this is a great song. This is by uh, Less Ashamed of Self, Bladiator, and Prism. But I compared this against like half of that soundtrack, and it doesn't match up to any of it. That's so weird. Yeah, I wonder like, why it's remixing. Like, the best I could come up with was maybe some weird blend of the Good Morning jingle and a couple of sound effects. It's very huh. weird. So if anyone knows, please write in. Yeah, yeah, definitely drop us a line. Uh, anyway, without further ado, this is Latest Fail. Thank you. 
Welcome back. You just heard the song Latest Fail from the album Bound Together. That's a remix of Earthbound. A remix is by Less Ashamed of Self, Bladiator, and Prism. The original song, because I don't know which one it was, could have been composed by uh, any or all of the following. Keichi Suzuki, Hirokazu Tanaka, and uh, Hiroshi Kanazu. And like I said, that sounds like maybe the Game Over music mixed with the Waking Up jingle mixed with the the sound of walking in grass or something. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, it's another song that's really laid back. Um, it's a bit of a ballad, I guess, but I think it just has a really soothing vibe to it, kind of like the earlier songs. Yeah, no, it's 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 a nice laid back track, and yeah, it uh, it's a fun listen to. Yeah, for me, the part makes it like this is this is nice. But I love the last minute or so where there's that break with the, the chirping birds and then the guitar solo comes in. Right. That to me just really makes the song into something worthwhile. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little laid-back track, yeah. Pretty much. Alright, well, should we let it play while we uh, do the end of the show business? Sure. Um... So that's almost wrapping us up. I have one more track to play, um, but before we get there, uh, let's see. Next week, we or next episode, we're going to be playing um, a episode focused on Commodore sixty four soundtracks. Um, so that will be a pretty narrow focus, and should be interesting to um, to hear. The, all those composers, there's a lot of Western composers for the Commodore 64, and um, should be should be a fun episode. Actually, thinking about it, I can't think of a single Japanese or Asian composer. Right, it's such a, I guess it was such a Western system, I don't think it was very popular in Japan. And I don't think it had any presence in Japan, it was all Europe. Right, so there's a lot of European composers, and so it's, um, you'll definitely get a bit different of a sound than you're used to if you're used to listening to sort of the Nintendo-type um, chiptunes. Um, let's see. Oh, so if you want to check us out, you can find us on our website, which is uh, podcast.rainwave.cc. Um, you can contact us there or send us an email at rainwave at, or, sorry, podcast at rainwave.cc. Um and you can also find us on iTunes and and uh, Stitcher. So if you if you Do we have, have a, Stitcher set up now, yeah. So Stitcher is set up. You can get to it from our website. Um, so if you have a smartphone and want to listen, you can stream episodes through Stitcher. Um, so that's a good option. Um, I think that's about it. Do you have anything else? No, I just keep encouraging people to contact us because we will respond to pretty much anything. Yeah, I'd love to like get some some uh, comments on the website. It'd be cool to get a little back and forth going there. So if you want to leave a comment, quick little comment, that'd be great. Yeah, comments, um, suggestions, uh, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, if we, it'd be great to get some uh, user requests and. Uh, who knows, maybe if we got enough, we could do a user requests episode or something. But uh, that's, a, I'm sure, a ways away. Uh, all right, great. Um, so to close out the show, I'm going to be going back to a chiptune soundtrack. 
Um, this is going to be a, a NES soundtrack, uh, which is Shatterhand. Uh, this was composed by Iko Mizutani and Koichi Yamanishi, um, who are the same composers who composed Shadow of the Ninja, uh, which we played in our first episode. Um, this game uh, is another sort of side-scrolling beat-em-up game, uh, very similar to actually both Shadow of the Ninja and uh, SCAT uh, that we played in the first episode, which both take place in 2029. And this one takes place in 2030 in New York City, just like those other games. So I think Natsume sort of had their uh, thing going on. They, they knew that people liked uh, these sci-fi beat-em-ups, and they made a lot of them. Yeah, but they um, weren't even really trying at this point, three in a row. Right, right. It's pretty crazy. Um, but this uh, this uh, game actually has a pretty good soundtrack. Um, these guys put in uh, some good work. And uh, this song, I'm going to be playing Area A. And this song always gets stuck in my head, um, especially recently. So I uh, hope you like it. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>